0: Hello, I'm Nathan Allen from St. vex University.
1: Hi, and I'm Beth Wellman from Williams College and the University of witts in South Africa.
0: And we're here to talk to you about our new data set that we're just launching called the Extraterritorial Voting Rights and Restrictions Data Set. Uh, Beth, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this is about?
1: Sure. So you can, you can call it EVRR, which is what we all do as well. Um, and it is the first global... Time series data set that covers um, uh, twenty variables on diaspora voting policies around the world. So just to take a quick um, quick uh, back backtrack. we uh, basically, um, in the past thirty years, a hundred countries have extended voting rights to citizens that no longer live there, um bringing the total up to about one hundred and forty countries around the world. Um, which' is about seventy percent of uh, every, of the global, all the countries. And so we uh, really were interested in the fact that this means that there are now mass voting rights for an additional two hundred million people um over the past couple decades, and that there's we, as we've noted, there's a ton of variation in terms of how much uh, governments uh, either include or exclude their citizens abroad from voting. So we wanted to be able to systematically document that on uh, on the global scale. Um, and so this is actually a question that I didn't don't know the answer to. Um Nathan and I have been working together on this um along with our co-author Ben Nyblade for about five years at this point, but I um, wanted to see what your, you know, how you got into this research and what motivated you to to work on this for so long.
0: This is, uh, it began with a little bit of a flippant question from, I I was working with Ben uh, about 10 years ago when I was completing my uh, PhD, and he was interested in the political causes of uh, migrant political behavior, uh, specifically around remittances, and so he was working on a project on that, and he, he offhandedly said, well, why don't we look at the countries that uh, give their diasporas the right to vote, why don't you go do that for me and get back to me in about a week and we can plug that into a a, a regression model. And I went and looked at that and found, I was exposed to some really interesting work and this was kind of at the beginning of the people looking at this issue. And so like a lot of people I found the the old idea data set, but uh, it's, you know, we we decided that uh, there's, quite a lot going on in terms of not just who can vote, but who has the right to vote and then what they have the right to vote for. So can they participate in presidential elections? Do they have their own seats? And we decided that this was going to be a project on its own. Uh, And then here we are about 10 years later, uh, still (laughs) trying to figure it out. But that leads me to the next question or to flip that back on you, Beth, how did you get involved in uh, looking at diaspora voting rights?
1: Um, okay, so I my mine was just kind of a, a curiosity in the fact that I was I was it was early early in my uh, PhD career and I was uh, in a class about borders and citizenship and reading about all of the debates that were going on in terms of um, governments throughout Europe extending voting rights yeah. to uh, their, uh, to migrants that were living there. And so, you know, I just started, you know, and that for me sparked, well, okay, well, do they have voting rights where they're from? And just kind of starting to explore that question, you know, again, led to such interesting reading about such interesting case studies, but really not finding um, a ton of, you know, kind of systematic information across the board um, so that, you know, kind of. Motivated a deep dive into putting together a data set such as we've been working on for the past past few years. Um, so as as we've noted, this this took a long time. I think there's probably fifteen thousand you know country year observations around there in the data set. Um, Nathan, what were some of the cha- What would you say some of the biggest challenges were in terms of putting this together?
0: This is a global data set. So obviously finding people with the language capacities, uh, Spanish, uh, Portuguese and and French is relatively uh, easy to come by around here. Uh, Getting deeper down is a little harder, Uh, but also the fascinating countries that that were the pioneers in in this area uh, and finding information on them is is somewhat scarce, but it's also really interesting. Indonesia was one of the first countries to, uh, to, to p- pioneer this type of diaspora voting. Uh, but the, 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 the record's a little bit fragment uh, fragmented. Um, and so you've been at this in the, in the African cases. What have you found uh, in, in those particular region?
1: So, what what we what I found, you know, again, just an incredible amount of variation. Mm-hmm. Um, some countries that are very, uh, you know, have created very expansive global infrastructures um, around the world to uh, encourage their immigrant citizens to vote uh, while other a number of other countries have these laws on the books, whether through electoral law or constitutions. and, Um, are very reluctant to include their migrants. So that gap between, you know, adoption and implementation is something that we found, you know, uh, not just in sub-Saharan Africa, but elsewhere around the world. Um, We have 10 seconds left. So I just wanted to say, um, you know, for more information, if you're interested, please visit our website at www.evrrdataset.com. And thank you.
0: Thank you very much.